Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm all right, actually. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. Have you had a nice day? I have. Um, I spent most of my day with uh, with my child because uh, as uh, <laughs> my child's mother gets to do whatever she wants on Mother's Day, she chose to be anywhere other than here. Really? <laughs> yes. My child's mother um, wondered, uh, was asking on Friday whether she gets, because uh, obviously we both look after our, our daughter, our three-year-old daughter, and the way that we divide uh, the weekends is that one of us gets to lie in a little, a little longer mm-hmm. on a Saturday and one of us lies in a little long, longer on sun, Sunday because we're both working during the week. She asked on Friday whether it was because it was Mother's Day weekend she would get both lions. Have you heard of such a thing, Mother's Day weekend? That sounds... <laughs> It's Mother's Day month, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it does sound like the, but the fact that she posed the question sounds like sounds like the start of a negotiation to me. It did, yeah. And I shut it down straight away. I went, Good. what? Um, Good. Yeah, we've had a nice day actually. So that was uh, that was good. Um, did you? So did you buy some presents on behalf of your daughter for her mother? Um, I. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say I, I made a breakfast. What I actually did was uh, was uh, toasted some McVitie's waffles. There are other kinds of waffle available, but those were the ones available in my local mini supermarket. Um, and put some um, put some uh, mini eggs on the top. Called it eggs on toast. Okay. Uh, ah, very good. Orange orange smoothie. Uh, orange mango smoothie. Uh, yeah, and and gave her a card from her daughter. Right, ticked all the boxes. I managed to. Um, yeah, I was quite lucky, really. I ordered something from the internet, which arrived in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I popped out and got some flowers yesterday. Um, but I discovered. Uh, so when I handed them, or sorry, when my daughter handed them to uh, Kate uh, this morning, Kate had. She, she said, "Where have you been hiding the flowers?" Right, she didn't know where my hiding spot was. I'm talking to you from a shed. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the shed. So if you need anything hidden, if you need anything hidden, Steve, pass it on to me. It was in the you shed see, all along. You see, I got asked where I hid the uh, hid the smoothie. <laughs> where did? How did you do that? Right? Have you got a shed? No, but I've got loads of booze in the fridge, so I just hollowed out by drinking Perfect. some of the booze behind the booze. Right. Brilliant. Anyway, thank Ideal. goodness our partners know better than to listen to our radio show about video exactly. games. Exactly. <laughs> Nominally about video games. We are a radio show about video games. We will get to talking about video games, as we always do. We've got video game news coming up, then later on uh, we'll have some letters. And at the back end of the show, well, ideally, we'll have some reviews. Wow. 
I hope you've been playing many games, Steve. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say have, to you, otherwise we are going to be in trouble. I have been playing game, um, so maybe I can talk about that later in the show. Uh, but we will get there, won't we? Um, I did have a little bit of a uh, little bit of admin. Okay, um, I will. I will. I will take whatever you've got, Steve. I was going to. I'm going to have nothing to say at the end of the show. You see. Well, I was going to talk to you about this off air. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but I forgot, and now we're on air, so it's too late uh, to do <laughs> that. Um, uh, someone who listens to the show approached me in midweek and said. Who is it who does all the clicking throughout the show? Oh. Because because it's quite distracting, uh, they said. It sounds a bit like one of you isn't very interested in the other person. So so as you're talking, there's just a, yep, click, 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 around the place. It's my mouse, isn't it? It's my it mouse. It's mouse. It's too close to the microphone, and the microphone's too good. I thought by... Um, Getting a better microphone, I would increase the quality of the show, but it sounds like I've dragged it down. Well, I don't know. You've added an extra level to it, which is a level of realism, which is of someone just going, "Mm mm-hmm, as they click through another page on the internet, listening to me talk. Um, But I uh, I, I did have to say, you know, it's just... It it is Simon, but it is Simon doing research. (laughs) Well, obviously, I sold you out straight away. But I said, (laughs) I explained, I explained that you 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 weren't bored... You were just diving, deep diving into the things we were talking about and making the show better. By uh, you're not just right. you're not just clicking around on the internet. You're not just looking at your email. No, I mean, I, I'm trying. Well, <laughs> I wasn't. No, uh, I'm I'm getting ready for the news stories that we're going to discuss in a second. Of course. And um, how did this person approach you? Isn't that illegal? <laughs> During lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, I was just walking down the street. It was just a fan, Simon, <laughs> fan of the radio show. Said, right, this you, is all you, made up, is it? This is your way of complaining about my clicking. Are you this Steve, didn't sorry, happen, I'd, did it? I'd recognise that voice anywhere, voice of an angel. But really, I don't really recognise it without the sound of someone clicking in the background. Okay, well, thanks for the um, <laughs> thanks for the notification, <laughs> uh, person who approached Steve. <laughs> Midweek, have you left your house this week? Of course not. So it's either your daughter or your or your partner. I have Zoom calls. I'm a businessman. What? Somebody approached you on Zoom. Someone talked to me about the radio show on Zoom. Okay, that's literally right. There will be no more clicking. Time for the news. Simon, uh, have you clicked around the internet this week? Have you? <laughs> or, 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 I have, yeah, very loudly. <laughs> very, very loudly I've been clicking around the internet. But actually, somebody knocked on my door um, earlier this evening going, what's that noise? I said, I'm just looking at the internet. They said, stop clicking. The neighbours were complaining. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> so, I was clear. Yeah. I found it very, very difficult this week, Steve. Very mm. difficult to find some news stories earlier this evening. Every website that I uh, look to for inspiration, stroke to plagiarise, throughout the week has had exactly the same news. Okay, I'm, I'm not even looking at them now, but I'm going to rattle them off to you. Oh, is, the, is Outriders coming to Game Pass? I saw that. Oh, so right. hold that. Yeah, okay. That's not news, it's a question. There we go. Um, someone at EA's been naughty, haven't they? Selling FIFA stuff to children. Don't know about that one. Okay. Uh, well, um, all you have to do is just open the internet and look at any game site that's on there. Okay. Um, someone I'd not heard of is going to be in the Borderlands movie. Saw that. Uh, Netflix Resident Evil, Resident Evil uh, series is going to be set in the White House. Okay. Something about Stellaris. <laughs> um, 
Okay, good. I, I no, I'm not going to talk about Stellaris. We'll talk about Stellaris next week. Go on. Okay. Um, those are those are all I can remember at the moment. But yeah, all of every single game site. I, and I went. I cast my news net slightly broader this evening, mm-hmm. um, in order to try and uh, get something. To, but all of them that I was looking at uh, had exactly the same stories. Interesting. Oh, wait, do you think there's one person writing all the news for all the websites? Well, it does speak to the thing we talked about last week, which is such and such a site has reported and then you end up chasing down these sites from site to well, site until you get to someone who just goes a source says Eurogamer um, on the FIFA being on the EA member of staff being naughty um, linked linked to itself <laughs> <laughs> didn't, okay. yeah, didn't update a story just linked to itself it went earlier Eurogamer reported this <laughs> And here Don't we are reporting to it. each other. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> oh. um, anyway, I have found some news story that uh, I, I only saw once. Okay, and actually, all of them are from. Uh, actually, no, I've got two news stories, and they're just something I thought I'd talk about. So, okay. uh, the first one is from Eurogamer. It's um... oh blimey! <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> This is how far back I went. I've just noticed the date on it. It's from the twenty fifth of February. This isn't news. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll be Shall honest, I read about Simon, it? someone, um, you know, this last week, um, you know, bumped into someone on the <laughs> now. and they, they actually did say, your news isn't even news. And I was like... Do you take feedback calls from One Life Left? Like, is there some sort of open surgery where people can com- t- complain to you? There literally is. There's the One Life Left Discord, which okay. has now got 25 people on it. Well, moaning. Yeah. Well, no, actually, they've been talking about <laughs> NFTs this week. Right. Um, because everyone is. Uh, no, there's the One Life Left Discord, but this wasn't someone on Discord. This was someone on a Zoom who said... said news isn't even news. They said, your news isn't even news. I said... Well, your music's because, not even music. Well, actually, worse than that, Simon. He said, the news on your podcast isn't even news. And I said, don't have a podcast. I've got a radio show. Which doesn't that, have news. <laughs> that may or may not have news, but you're listening to as a podcast. But if you were to listen to it live on Resonance 104.4 FM on the Monday night, maybe you'd find our news a little bit newsier. And he said, well, I wouldn't because it's still Sunday's news. And I like my news to be Mondays. Really? And was this a separate person that was complaining about the clicks? The first person wasn't real. This person oh, okay. was real. The oh, first, okay. the first person was was me. It's the voices in my head. <laughs> well, well, listen, I'm going to tell you this, right? And you tell me if you knew it, and if you didn't, then it's literally news to you. Okay? <laughs> Did you know, Steve Curran and listener, that? Um, Activision warned that a standard 500 gigabyte PlayStation 4 may no longer fit Call of Duty Warzone, Black Ops, Cold War, and Modern Warfare. Did you know that? News to me. News to me. The publisher was recommending that if you had those games from the Call of Duty series installed on your PS4, you would be, you would, it was likely you would be unable to have the disk space to update them. Isn't that crazy? Or wasn't that crazy back when it happened? I wonder if they've rectified it now. <laughs> it is. The thing is, it, well, so I'm not sure how much you know about these, but they, um, uh, I mean, I know about them because I've got a son who's who's too young to play them, but still does. Mm. Um, but uh, as far as I can gather, Activision wraps most of these games up together uh, under one wrapper. And that if you install um Call of Duty Warzone. Um, originally, you had to have, uh, I think it was um, Black Ops, or it was certainly one of the ones that they publish every November. You had to have that on your hard drive as well. Or oh, sorry, you didn't have to. It was installed by default. And so it was this huge thing. And I, I got rid of uh, Call of Duty Warzone, or so I thought, from my PC earlier this week. And it freed up 200 gigabytes. Wow. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with all the room now, Steve. <laughs> so, um, what confuses me about that news story, and it is news because it's news to me. Yeah, and I'm sure it's news to 
a listener, either of the listeners we've talked about today, um, is that they said it's likely, almost as if they can't be sure. Why is that? Well, so they said, uh, for the first, should you have both games installed, this is a quote mm-hmm. from Activision, should you have both games installed and have kept up to date with updates, you mm-hmm. may need to delete some unsaved unused game content to have a successful download and install uh sorry a successful download and install of the warzone patch tonight activision said got it okay well i have not got that problem but i'm glad i'm aware of it it's good thank you for bringing that to our attention in our news section you are welcome i've got a story what story have you got steve uh the story is uh from vg247 and the headline is, once again, Bungie has had to pull Destiny 2's Trials of Osiris offline. And the first line is, once again, Bungie has had to pull Destiny 2's problematic <laughs> Trials of Osiris mode offline. Well, this is a tricky one to reason with, isn't it? Because if it's happened before, it's not necessarily news now I saw sorry I saw that story that was that was another one of the stories that was on all of the, all of the uh, all of the websites I didn't read it because I don't play destiny 2 well the only reason I chose this the only reason I chose this story is because um you know I was I was running through last uh last week's show as I do every week with a listener you know, just like to go over it, little uh, counting little, the clicks. Yeah, little feedback group of uh, <laughs> of listeners. Uh, just like to run through the show, say see what hits, see what doesn't. You know, see what misses the mark. What I enjoyed uh, last week was talking to you about League of Legends. Again, I was a bit embarrassed about that conversation afterwards. Actually, were you? Because yeah, I was. Not. Yeah, oh, but I think it's fine. I think it should be understood. The video games are a massive, 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 massive industry, and there are hundreds and hundreds, thousands and thousands of games come out every year, and we are literally, we are only men. We we cannot possibly keep up with every video game. There's, there's no way. And there are always going to be games that we don't know about. And I think we did a pretty good job last week uh, of um, talking about understanding, trying to understand a game that we don't know about. And with that in mind, Simon, what do you know about Destiny? I um, I loaded Destiny 2 up uh, on Stadia when it launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I played it for an hour or so. Um, didn't fully understand what was happening. It looked mm-hmm. very pretty. Um, got to a central hub area... Um, where I was was then um, greeted by some other players, um, at which point I decided I was out. I think that's more than I know about Destiny. I think that, okay. I, I don't know, like, again, on listening to it back last week, I would say I am, uh, if one of us has to be the League of Legends expert, I think that's me. Oh. Oh, no, no. I th- well, I thought I answered the questions more confidently. No, no. I don't, I've still no idea if any of them were right or not. But uh, Destiny, uh, as far as Destiny goes, I know this. There are guns in it. People like the guns. I think it's I think it's what's called a looter shooter, in that people shoot a lot just to get the loot. But it's um, it's sort of an MMO, isn't it? But you can't play with lots of people online. You play with a small amount of people. I would guess, based on that news article, that that group of people is called your fire team. Okay. Did you join a fire team when you were playing? I did not join a fire team, no. Maybe it's not then. Um, And that people really like the lore. They really like the writing and the world, which absolutely is bewildering to me. I think it's about wizards, isn't it? Wizards (laughs) in space. Space is wizards. It, is it? I, well, I didn't know that if that's the case. Is I didn't it? suspect that to be true. Okay. I, I mean, I, um, some of the people that I follow on Twitter are very, very into it and very, very excited about uh, the new content. They keep playing it. They talk a lot about raiding. Mm. Tim Clark, um, PC gamers Tim Clark, always talking about that and always talking about Hearthstone, another game completely passing by. Like, no idea. So I might ask you about that one next week. 
no problem. Anyway, uh, back to the news story. Um, I've no opinion about it. <laughs> That's it. But it was <laughs> it news did, it, to me. It was news. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I guess this always happens with stuff that... Uh, <laughs> Stuff that runs at such a scale that the only way you can test it is by actually releasing it, and then you find, uh oh, there's problems, and you have to take it back, rejig some stuff, put it out there again. But the Destiny community, well, Destiny community is so um, so big. I'm sure they're forgiving about these sort of things. Is that true? No idea. Uh, who knows? I wouldn't be. Um, Eurogamer writes. Roblox went public yesterday and ended up with an eye-watering $38 billion market cap. The free-to-download virtual gaming world, which is available on PC, Xbox and mobile, made its market debut on the New York Stock Exchange on Wednesday and its share price quickly soared. According to CNBC, the company stock closed at $69.50, giving Roblox a market cap of $38.26 billion. To put that into context, Steve, that's mm-hmm. me, not Eurogamer. EA's current market cap is $37.43 billion. Take-Two's is $18.98 billion. And Ubisoft's is $8.16 billion. It's bigger than them, according to the markets. Well, that's because it's the metaverse, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. No idea. That's what people are talking about this week, uh, that Roblox is the first step towards a world like you see in that there Ready Player One. Is it? Because when I watched uh, the film Ready Player One, I don't believe there's a book of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The visuals in that look quite impressive, actually, as opposed Mm. to Roblox, which looked like a load of sort of Minecraft rip-offs with uh, kids spamming chat all the time. Mm. Well, it's baby steps, isn't it? Um, I I don't know. The the reason that people are... Well, I think the reason people are saying that is because that's a good way of driving the hype through the roof, and I assume a lot of people spreading this are invested in that market cap uh, being as high as it possibly can be. Um, but it's also because of the nature of Roblox. Roblox is not interesting because of uh, any particular one thing there, but because it allows these teenagers spamming chat to build things together and theoretically build anything together regardless of what IP that infringes. They made uh, $923.9 million last year, a jump of 82%. Is that a lot? I mean, it's a lot lot, to me. It It is. Yeah. But I don't know. um, I don't know. I I don't really understand what market cap means. Do you? Uh, If someone was to buy all of the shares that were available at Mm -hmm. the current uh, price. Okay. I think... Ultimately, right. though, ultimately it doesn't mean anything. It's mm-hmm. just it's like it's like gambling odds, isn't it? It's a, the favourite horse or the bookie's favourite isn't necessarily the one most likely to win. It's mm. the one that people think is most likely to win. So sometimes that's skewed by well, no, sorry, always it's skewed not just by the output of the company but by the beliefs of people betting on the uh, the things that the company is going to make or become in the future, and in this case, potentially the metaverse. Well, there we go. Um, how long is it going to take then for us to reach Ready Player One levels of... Uh... Irritation. Well, I, was going to, so I thought you were going to speak then, so I stopped. So I was going to say <laughs> visual, visual fidelity. Uh, well, Roblox is currently a million miles away from that. It's interesting you said Minecraft. To me, Roblox has always looked like that uh, shonky Lego you buy in uh, pound shops. Um, the aesthetic with those kind of claw hands and big yellow heads. Playmobil. No, Playmobil's. Playmobil is a quality brand in its own right, but I mean, like, when you get the the stuff that claims to be compatible with all other block-building systems. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I was... Yeah, it was the blocky characters was what I was referencing rather than the 
Limitless Worlds. Um, do you have another uh, news story? I do. I have another news story. Uh, I do have one that I clipped out. Um, now that click there, Steve, was you. Absolutely. Uh, it was. I, <laughs> I will own it. It was okay. my clip, but but I. I think you're right, Simon. I think you're right. Okay. It, it, but it's about. You know, it's about the timing of the click, isn't it? If you ask me for a news story, and then there's like a, okay, well, let me click, click, click. Listen, for example, there. It's it's only appropriate, but, you know. It sounds like one click, one rule for someone, (laughs) and another one for someone else is what it sounds like during these these private feedback sessions. What's your news story? Uh, Phil Spencer uh, says... The Bethesda deal is about delivering great exclusive games. Uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has clarified what Microsoft's freshly minted 7.5 billion Bethesda acquisition means in terms of software exclusivity. This is from Gamasutra.com, who don't really do that thing of headline and then repeating in the first paragraph, or at least quite as much. He was speaking at a Bethesda joins Xbox roundtable He said that bringing more first-party exclusives to Xbox was the driving factor and explained that those exclusives will be heading to platforms where Game Pass is supported, indicating PC players will still be getting their fair share of the spools. Now, I'm sure that comes as uh, a relief to some of the people who were worried that um, Microsoft's acquisition of uh, Bethesda, who are a fan favourite on PC, would mean that you'll no longer be able to get your... um, your Skyrims, your Oblivions, that sort of thing, on PC. But it doesn't sound like that is the case. does sound like uh, other console format holders might be in trouble, though, doesn't it? Um, he does go on to talk about that kind of thing. Uh, says we're going to go on and support the games that those platforms are on. But, you know, that's the past games, right? I'd be surprised mm. if uh, the next Elder Scrolls game is quite as ubiquitous as the last. I tweeted at, uh, at Game Pass this week. I did. I got involved in the bants. Did you? What did you say? Yeah. Take us through well, it. Tweet by tweet. <laughs> they were. Uh, so what they did this week after the Bethesda round table where they all love each other. Welcome to the family. Um, they added 20 Bethesda games uh, to Xbox and PC Game Pass. Um, so from Doom, uh, Dishonored, Prey, uh, the Fallouts, Oblivion, I think, um, I'm just naming Bethesda games now. <laughs> you can join in too. If you want. <laughs> um, so they, they, they went into Game Pass and, uh, I said, be a mate and add and, and upload, um, Deathloop, would you? Or just something like that. Just joining in. Deathloop mm. is the new Bethesda game due out in May. It looks phenomenal i'm really excited about it uh, it's coming from arcane uh, who made dishonored um, and prey and uh yeah now what i'm hoping this deal means is that whilst there is a console exclusive um for Deathloop on playstation 5 which phil spencer said is he, he's gonna honor mm. um i'm hoping that there's that this that there's a little death loophole that means that they can <laughs> stick they can stick it into um game pass uh, and I'll be able to play it without buying it. Mm. Did they reply? Did, they didn't reply, Steve. How many uh, favourites and retweets? Sorry, likes None. and retweets. None. None. Don't think so. No, I didn't check actually. I mean, I, did, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't hanging. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't looking out for it. I, you know, it was a genuine. You know, please. I was looking for some indication from them. That's all right. No indication was forthcoming. Uh, all right, is that the end of the news? Well, I was going to highlight something that was uh, classed as news um, by uh, Eurogamer, filed under news, written by Matt Wales, reporter. But it's an announcement of a game called The Magnificent Truffle Pigs, a romantic first-person metal-detecting adventure from everybody's gone to the Rapture lead designer, Andrew Crawshaw. Um, come due out on PC and Switch this year. I thought the trailer was delightful. Features um, uh, Arthur Darville, Doctor Who's Arthur Darville, um, who is playing Adam uh, as he returns to his childhood home. Here he reunites with Beth, 
who's played by Lucy Fish, who, with a CEO job looming, is on a mission to rekindle her sense of adventure by seeking out local treasure connected to her past. But all is not as it seems, teases publisher AMC. So uh, it's, um, it's, it looks very much in the style of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Beautiful rolling countryside, dominated by um, uh, wind turbines. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to playing it. I thought the trailer was great, and I was pleased to see people talking about it. The other thing that interested me, though, was that it was being published by AMC Games. Now, I had not spotted that they were uh, publishing games. Um, and so I, uh, so this is AMC, who um, are an American TV uh, company, um, as far as I know. They've also got a, a TV channel, I think, in the States. Uh, but certainly a big US media company that is publishing games. I, I uh, clicked on the link. Beware of the noise, D. Clicked on the link uh, to Steam and then sorted by publisher. And AMC have done... Uh, so this will be their second game. Mm-hmm. Their first... Do you remember that uh, sort of meme game uh, last year called Airplane Mode, which simulated yes. an eight-hour flight? Absolutely that's published fantastic. by A- that's published by AMC as well. How interesting! So these, are, yeah, well, that's what I thought. These aren't these unusual choices for uh, what you'd imagine somebody entering that space to make. They are. That's that's really really cool. Uh, well done to them. Also, I I, I guess this. Uh, this, I was well. You've already answered my question, actually, which was I was going to say. So this guy from the Chinese room has gone solo, right? Yes. Yes, and this is his first solo project. So well done to him for finding a publisher and an interesting sounding publisher. Mm. That, that as well. Right. That is it for me, Steve. All right. Thank you, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and we're also a podcast. Although if you refer to us as a podcast, you know, we might get a bit shirty with you because we're primarily a radio show. That's our main differentiator, because as a radio show, we get to say we are the longest-running video game radio show. Are we the longest-running video game podcast? Who knows? Don't care. Radio show (laughs) takes precedence. They'll never take that from us, Steve, will they? 
they literally can't unless we stop doing this, which we're not going to. Sometimes we'll take a little break, but we're only on a break. That's it. Um, do we have any other business that we should be talking about right now? Uh, new Marioki date, that's been announced. That's uh, Friday the 26th. Does that sound like a Friday? It did, I spotted that. Um, now, I noticed that you were teasing the date reveal mm. um, this week and that you'd referenced uh, almost a year ago was the last live. So just over a year ago was the last live Marioki where Friday the you- 13th of uh, March uh, 2020 was the final was Marioki. Uh, you were as bad as Cheltenham, weren't you? <laughs> just <laughs> just get How in there. How irresponsible before the government <laughs> shut everything down. Uh, we, you know, we we wiped the mic before performances well, that's, that's and subsequently I, I caught COVID. So... <laughs> At least you got it out of the way. Now, um, you were teasing, you were um, encouraging people to join the Discord, follow on Twitter, in order to get uh, be notified of the date. I was going to ask you, is it is it every is it the last Friday of every month? It isn't. Uh, although is it, it has okay. been for the last last few. Why why do you ask? Well, because you were teasing people, going well, and I thought if it's always then, then then um, then you can work it okay. out. Well done right. for making that intellectual breakthrough. Doesn't work. Ah, I thought I'd got you. <laughs> no, <'cause> we, uh, <laughs> I'm still not following you. <laughs> we try and uh, we try and uh, fit it in when we can all make it. All of the tech team uh, need to be able to make it. But typically, yeah, recently it has been the last Friday, and that might work out quite well because theoretically, right, if everything goes to plan, and it may not because uh, because you know things haven't gone to plan for the last eighteen months, really. Um, but if everything goes to plan, the last Friday of every, every month leads us to the last Friday in June. And that will be after all of the restrictions have um, ah, very clever been lifted. So we will see. Uh, but we certainly will have a lockdown, Marioki lockdown in, um, in April and, um, and in May as well. So uh, please, please, please keep all of your Fridays <laughs> free. But preferably, you know, well, more likely the last one. Is it time for the letters? Let's crack on with the letters. Email, messages, and You're allowed to click now. I'm too scared, Steve. I'm no, too scared. Do it. You fact, need to... I, I, uh, no, while you were talking there, what I did was. I, 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 I brushed my, my index finger over my laptop touchpad, preparing the letters so that I wouldn't disrupt your, your listening pleasure you know, with only, the necessary if only, admin. If only you've been doing this the last few lockdown shows, then, you know, then the research group wouldn't have brought it to my attention. Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and SSG, it's the Saturday before Mother's Day as I write this, and that's got me thinking about my dear old ma. Although, although bemused by my computer game obsession, she is always supportive, and with the exception of the odd raised eyebrow at some of the questionable box art of the 80s, I'm looking at you, Maria Whitaker and Wolf from Gladiator was happy to play the role of Chief Procurement Officer. The only games she ever played, or admitted to anyway, were Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training on the DS and Tetris on the original Game Boy, a game she was absolutely obsessed with and uh, which we had running high-score battles. The parental relationship with games has changed a lot with the generations, and although Roblox can leave me just as being used as me as my mam was with the Spectrum, it's much more of a shared experience with my kids. Do you have any special memories of gaming with the old folks? Were they active participants or puzzled observers? Your childhood comparing correspondent, Chris Conroy. So, uh, my mother was um, never interested in computer games, uh, as they were back then. Um, She used to, uh, when I'd tell her that I was playing a racing game or what have you, and the cars were inverted ASCII characters, it took a huge leap to see that as the Formula One track and she was quite rightly dismissive of the technology then. Um, Over the years, she's still not um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's never picked up a joypad or a PlayStation controller or what have you. But um, a few years ago, when I was uh, working with King, um, my mum became obsessed with Facebook games. And uh, whenever I'd see her, or even sometimes not, you know, back when these games used to uh, extend your time or give you more energy, if somebody... Uh, gave that to you over Facebook or liked something, she'd go, Simon, pop on Facebook and give me some extra lives, would you? Whatever. And that was the that was the closest that we got to talking about uh, games. <clears throat> I was working with King and um, she got quite into uh, all of these match threes on, uh, on Facebook. Um, and uh, I was doing the launch. I was launching... Um, Farm Heroes Saga down in Canary Wharf, where we got Alex James from Blur to come along, obviously. Of course. You know, re- renowned for his, uh, his, uh, his, his cheeses um, and, his, and his, uh, his farms, I think. Um, now, I told my mum what was going on, and uh, she jumped on a train from Hitchin, the town in which I live, to Docklands, where we were doing the launch, just so that she could have her photo taken with Rancid the Raccoon, the character from Farm Heroes Saga, so she could put it on Facebook and, in her words, annoy her friends. <laughs> she was 70 last weekend, so this so this date, so she was certainly over 60 when... Um, when uh, that happened, but yeah, it was um, it was these match three games on Facebook that made uh, that effectively turned my my mum into a gamer. And so, as dismissive as people can be about match threes, I'm always grateful for the fact that actually they've opened up the world of gaming to people like my mum. I have almost the opposite story, um, <laughs> which is uh, that um, my mum, like proper hardcore gamer. In the 80s, she was playing video games before I was. In fact, she's how I got into games because she would be playing the games on our home computer, BBC Micro. Um, as I was growing up, my dad, not interested in games at all, but my mum absolutely loved Galaxian, uh, which was, uh, sorry, Arcadians, which was the Galaxian ripoff on the, on the BBC Micro, and a lot of the text adventures. Um, and the name of the company who made the text adventures, I've forgotten, but they made a game called Circus and Perseus and Andromeda. Um, so yeah, grew up playing those games with them. But as games got more realistic or became more realistic and games became more violent as well, uh, she kind of dropped out and stopped playing them uh, as I started playing more of them, uh, more and more of them. And I think she just lost interest. And actually, when I um, started Uh, you know so I sort of lost interest for a little while at university as well but then I came back into video games went to write for Edge start 2000s and thought more about this uh, thought a lot about sort of the form at the time and thought about how games had kind of driven my mother away but what I knew about games then uh, in the 2000s was uh, there were starting to be more games for everyone I think gaming did go through a period in the 90s that was very focused on um, on sort of teenage boys, but um, in the new millennium, things were starting to broaden out. Or at least the mainstream was starting to broaden out, and I saw more opportunities for my mum to get back involved. I thought, yeah, I me and people like me, teenage boys, had driven her away. Maybe I could get her involved again. So I sent her um, sent her a Nintendo DS and some games for that. I think. Um, one of them was uh, um, Nintendogs, uh, which she didn't really get into, but Animal Crossing she very, very much did. And that was her gateway drug back into the world. So she started playing things like Phoenix Wright and uh, Kawashima's Brain Training, as Chris Conroy ref- referenced. But then she really got into it, uh, like really. And then she started importing games from Japan (laughs) and I remember vividly a conversation with her where she said um, I called her just to you know just to check in and then she turned the conversation around to video games and she asked me whether I'd played Meteos uh, which was um, yeah a game that I had anticipated for quite some time Um, new game uh, from Mitsugishi made Luminez, obviously, uh, and he dropped Luminez and Meteos very, very close to each other. I played Luminez, but I hadn't got round to playing Meteos. And I said, 
no, no. And she said, yeah, I've, I've played it a bit. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that great actually. And I am still not sure whether, because I, I think I might have, you know, just gone, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be that great. That's why I haven't got around to playing it, which was not true. I was just trying to style it out. I'm still not sure whether my opinion of Meteos, which is still, I don't think it's that good. Luminous is the one. Is not entirely driven by me trying to keep up with my hardcore gaming mother. Wow. Uh, that's obviously 20 years ago. She still plays. Um, now she's got a, a Switch. And uh, yeah, she's uh, she's playing a lot of Animal Crossing on that and um, and the uh, new Professor Layton on that as well. So yeah. Um, what a cool mum you've got. Of course. It's Mother's Day. What did you... Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we've got another letter. I'll just click through to Robert Wells's. Oh, uh, my ears, my ears, Steve. Using my phone, using my phone, can't <laughs> hear it. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Delete if inapplicable. You're recording on Pi Day. So called because if you're American, it's 3 slash 14, 14th of March. Uh, which reminded me of the other pun-type annual celebration this week. March 10th is now Mario Day, because Martin looks like Mario. I think this might have started on some round anniversary, possibly because the precise dates of Mario's birth are a little bit hazy. Which games do you think deserve an annual day? We'll try and work out some stupid pun and put them in the calendar. Pip-pip, Robert. Which game would you like to celebrate every year? Well, whilst you were, I mean, I was listening to the story about your mum um, <laughs> and her gaming habit, but I, well, I was reading ahead, actually, because sometimes I think we're guilty of not providing a proper answer to some of the questions that we mm. are sent. And so whilst you were talking about your mum, I was rattling through the months, trying to work out which uh, you could turn into a pun about other video games, <laughs> and I came up with nothing. <laughs> so that was worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I, um, I read yeah. Robert's letter earlier today because, similarly to you, I get a bit embarrassed. At yeah. The standard of our. Uh... Do you know what's what's funny is um, genuinely the person I was zooming with, Matt, who does listen to the show, and hello, he's, Matt. Well, you say that. He's the person who was slagging off the news. So, But he also said he thinks he's noticed a pattern. He thinks some of the letter writers write in more than once. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we've got some news for you, Matt. <laughs> uh, Chris and Robert, uh, long-time correspondents to the show, he was implying that he thought we made them up. Wow, what do you, we, we do a better. Why would we ask ourselves questions we don't know the answers <laughs> yeah. to? I mean, come on. But no, I get embarrassed sometimes because they're let, the, Chris and Robert often write in really thoughtful, uh, you know, letters with brilliant, brilliant questions, and we're like, "Don't know, mate. No idea. <laughs> Probably should have read this before." So this week, I thought to read Chris and Robert's letters before the show, and yeah, um, I thought, which game would I celebrate every year? Dwarf Fortress. Now, didn't get as far as thinking how I would celebrate that. Look at how we approached this this question differently. I mean, together, we would have got there, wouldn't we? <laughs> we I, I went, you went for the actual subject matter and work around that, whereas I was trying to get the pun. If we'd collaborated, we could have done mm. something here. Uh, but no, I thought Dwarf Fortress, definitely. There must be a, a way of, of, of coming up with a uh, way of February F... Yeah. Or 14th. 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 Something like that. Yeah, no, that's good. Well done. Thanks. Thank you. I think, yeah, I think Robert Wells must be uh, grateful for the attention that you gave his letter there. Is that all the letters this week, Simon? That's all the letters, Steve. All right. Thanks for your correspondence. If you would like to join our regular writers then please do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com you are still improbably listening to one life left on resonance 104.4 fm or maybe you're listening to our podcast which you can download at www.onelifeleft.com if you are 
or even if you're not, that's where we keep the show notes. And in those show notes put together by our under caretaker, Phil, you'll be able to read what pieces of music Simon has selected for this week's show. I did think, actually, I should start being bold and putting pressure on myself and naming the tracks before we drop them in. But uh, I'm not quite there yet, Steve. Uh, I should also say, if you want to join our Discord, uh, please do so. Um, You know, it started just as four or five of us in there. And now, like I say, there's 25 of us and people people have been bringing up things we talk about in the show. Talk about, you know, topics. So if you want to get a little bit of... uh, a little bit of dialogue going. Join the conversation. Uh, the link for that will be in the show notes as well. Uh, come along, say hi. Hi. I don't use. I don't really understand Discord, Steve. So, uh, whilst I think I am a member of it, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't hang out there very often. But if more people join, you'll be unable to resist. Because Maybe I'll stick, stick, I'll stick my head in and see you slagging me off. Yeah, well, quite, because every week it's our focus group and it's just turning into bullying at the moment. So. <laughs> right, good. I look, I look forward to it. All right. Uh, we are, you know, we're pushed for time, so we should get on with the reviews, which might not take very long. All right, Simon, so you say you've not been playing anything this week. No games at all. Well, I have, um, but I've uh, I've got back into cyberpunk, and um, what I'd been doing previously. Who was I talking to this about um, recent? Uh, so, a listener, uh, you know, I, uh, someone <laughs> you've listened to. Just running, running through. Um, uh, yeah, just running ran into someone some this week, shows. and they had, they had a bit of a few comments about cyberpunk. Well, we were talking about um, breaking games and, and combos and stuff like that. And I think we've mentioned it on the show before about you know, getting these synergies with things like Slay the Spire. And I, I realised that with um, open world games, you know, what, what I try and do is get a little ahead of the level that you should, that it, the, mm-hmm. the, the game recommends that you're at so that I'm... Um, I've been uh, so so I find them a little easier and 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 actually that's what I've been doing with Cyberpunk and I hadn't I hadn't realized it that actually all I was doing was taking side missions and um I, you know and they were fine but many of them were very very similar and like didn't have any particular set pieces you know they were they were, they were more involved than um possibly the descriptions uh, side mission uh, might imply but ultimately um there, there were no sort of world-changing events that were happening in it. And it's similar to what I did with The Witcher 3, where I'd read that if you build up your uh, stats along a certain line, then combat became easier and, and, and what have you. So um, what I did this week was I went back to the the, the golden path missions of uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, so I'm moving the story forward. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it even more now. So a lot of bigger stuff's happening, a lot of plot twists lot of a uh, lot of um, choices to be made um yeah so i'm thoroughly enjoying that i've got nothing new to add to it apart from the fact that it all feels to be uh bigger now that i'm doing the uh story missions and the the payoff for each is uh more satisfying so yeah still cracking away on that really really enjoying it i'm still finding it absolutely breathtaking you know i i've, I've mentioned before that the city itself isn't quite as memorable as um maybe something like gta 5 which has distinct areas but actually i'm beginning to sort of recognize them and the bridges over the water when you're driving around into japan town or into the sort of main uh, central hub you know I'm beginning to, to sort of understand how the geography of it but even just looking up and seeing in the sky you know the uh, the airborne vehicles, or the or the or the or the, uh, the or ground level. Just what's going on the street? It's it's absolutely breathtaking. I am playing it on PC, uh, so I'm very fortunate. But uh, yeah, still thoroughly enjoying it. Seven out of ten. What about you, Steve? Just to return to a point that you made there, I do the same thing of getting distracted by side missions and doing all of that stuff. I say getting distracted again. I do it. For the same reasons as you, because I like to be a couple of levels ahead of the game, and I think it kind of gives you almost two uh, little kicks of satisfaction. One is, yeah, you feel yourself leveling up, but also you feel like you're playing as a completionist. Like, oh yeah, I, I really need to see everything. I need to understand everything about this plot. When actually, really, what you're doing is just being a bit of a coward. Cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not played anything new this week, which isn't to say I haven't found anything new. 
this week. There's a really great new uh, Twitter account which I've seen you follow as well as I do, which is the um, it's the playfully Tra- automated or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so it? It, it's it's a spin-off from the Steam trailers in six seconds thing. But what it does is it takes that and it distills it to only things that I think have above 85% positive reviews over a certain number. Not It's not that many, it's like 20 reviews or something. It's designed to find games you haven't played yet. Um, good games you haven't played yet. Good games that you haven't played yet. Yeah. And and it's worked really, really well for me. It's picked out some oh, great. Um, that I will definitely be reviewing on next week's show. Um, and I should have been reviewing on this week's show. But I've not played anything other than Loop Hero. It's got you, has it? Yeah. And so you and so it's sold over five hundred thousand copies. Made that. in Game Maker. Mm, saw that. Could have been us. Could have been us. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, seventy-eight point six hours played in it. Um, over well, it says Blimey. here over the last two weeks, but that's really ten days or something like that. Uh, which works out, according to my maths, 78 divided by 10 is about 7.8. That's my maths degree <laughs> right there. Um, 7.8, 8 hours a day. Um, truthfully, I haven't been playing it that much. I mean, I've been playing it a lot, but not that much. Um, it's one of the few games that runs on my Mac without setting the processor on fire, without making the fans come on. So, I mean, that'll be the game makerishness of it, which is great, and that is why I've had it running just in the background. But that and the fact that it is an idle game, essentially, it's a game that plays itself if you want it to, so you can make progress while only having a minimal amount of input yourself. And I am weak to these. As I said last, um, last time on the show, I'm not even sure if I'm enjoying it. I'm genuinely not, like... It doesn't. It's really well made. It's like beautifully made. I love the dialogue. I love the setting. I love the visuals. All of that stuff is just great. It hits this point like right, like right on. But <laughs> as I said also last week, it hits two parts of me that are weak, and the one that is weakest is the part that is vulnerable to clickers to idle games. Now mostly those games finish in a day. This one does not finish and i am grinding away seeing small incremental improvements and going ah well i'll just do another loop just do another loop i'll just do another loop it's really 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 well balanced it's well made it's not giving me any moments of extreme joy though like nothing of surprise or delight and i understand every system in there i just can't let go of it and i'm not sure i'm going to be able to until i've completed it either and that doesn't like look like it's going to happen anytime soon so does it have an ending yeah it's a it's a narrative game and i believe the way it's set up so far it looks like i'm gonna to have to fight god which is quite a ambitious thing but I, I really i am actually enjoying the plot uh like i said i'm enjoying the delivery of the dialogue so that's some kind of enjoyment i'm getting out of it but i don't typically play games for plot or narrative i play them uh, for the joy of the actual game experience here, which is not a joy, it's a grind. It's a grind based on just positioning tiles in slightly different ways, finding different tiles that match with different tiles and might work. And yeah, there's just enough satisfaction there to do one more loop. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm trapped. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Good, all right. Well, best of luck over the next seven days then. I will make more of an effort to play uh, something different other than cyberpunk yeah you'll have to because if i'm not out of this by a week then everything no i will i've, I've got a couple of games on my to playlist that i really really want to play and i am going to make an effort to play those uh so even if i'm still playing loop hero this time next week i will have found something so uh yeah uh, <laughs> if you want to know more about what i'm playing join the discord <laughs> we've got a reviews folder everything's oh, got okay. seven out of ten so far uh anyway Good. Uh, I'll see some of you there, and I'll see you, Simon, uh, this time next week. Thank you for, uh, for for being on the show. Thank you for restraining your clicking. 
No, no worries. You know, I hope I hope that you find more pleasure in this week's episode. Okay. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you know what people say as I bump into them as we drop in. <laughs> uh, yes. Good. All right. It's been nice one. Fun. Oh. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. 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 bye, bye. bye, bye. <laughs>